getting way too close. I gotta back this up. <laughs> Think of Grandma naked. Think of Grandma naked. No. <laughs> We don't do that. Commander Smith. Commander Smith. Commander Smith. Yeah. I'm a commander player. You know what I mean. And I do my little thing on this podcast. On this podcast. Yeah. On this podcast. I do my little thing on this podcast. Do 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 do. You know it? <laughs> it? I, I definitely like. Again, I have the song in my head, but I don't know it. Right, said Fred. Does that help? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's too, too sexy. sexy. Yeah. So that's a shout out for Tyson. Tyson did. <laughs> he did a. I, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. So I was I, hoping you didn't catch it. I pretty much don't look at Twitter. <laughs> so he was like, he threw out a song request, and I was like, yep, I'll like that. And then I was hoping he didn't mention it, and so I was like, all right, I'll try this. So, yeah. Right, said Fred. Uh, oh, thank I'm you, too sexy. thank you for that one, uh, Tyson. Our first uh, shout out song shout out song i like it uh, we, we are the commander smiths so uh, if you couldn't tell by the song yes commander smiths episode number 14 Jeez. right yeah i've lost track at this point and uh oh i'm adam you're, smith i'm larry smith <laughs> and we're the commander smiths <laughs> you're doing it again yeah why not <laughs> the, the cousin smiths as well yep oh yeah cousins almost yeah. forgot almost oh. actually literally forgot that yeah. at that time yeah. uh, we don't want to do that that's our shtick <laughs> You can find us on Twitter. Like I said, Tyson tweeted us a song. Uh, yeah. As long as one of us doesn't Adam, see it. And Adam will check it. Yep. And <laughs> so it's going to be my song pretty much. I'll avoid Twitter as much as possible. And I'll <laughs> monitor uh, uh, commandersmiths at gmail.com. I will do the same. I was kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how well, we see, communicate You come prepared. Well. You have like your songs all ready like weeks in advance. I go like the minute before. So I had oh. the, the beginning of that song. This is as much as I had was the Commanders. <laughs> that was the only thing I had. And so then when you went upstairs, uh, we had uh, Larry's son is here with us too. So we kind of long story longer this. this podcast is like fitting into the narrow hair of a weekend that we it's jam-packed where we weren't going to be able to do this podcast so i was like come up here bring your son up here my wife will watch him with all the boys when she gets back from work yeah when she gets back but from work. before your mom shows up from being out of like <laughs> yeah my mom's she, flying into town and so so like, we we have like a two hour window <laughs> and then it took to, us like an hour and a half to plan out what we wanted and, well and you know the hour of that is oh, yeah. we're trying to work on this echo issue from our podcast yes that is one and, of the first things and yeah. we're definitely i think we got it yeah so if we don't we don't know yeah until, until it's, it's until done. we pretty much post we do it or something a, we do a run like we test out our sound beforehand and we listen to it and i think we got it this time but yeah it's well, just weird because sometimes you don't hear it and i think a lot of we, times what happens is it picks up my voice on your microphone and that's where we get the echo that's what i'm I, guessing that's what we're thinking at this point and so we're, we have been trying to address the issue of the echo every time but like we don't really understand what's causing it, yeah, and that's why we're, we're thinking that you know, sometimes it's fine, yeah. sometimes it's not. Yeah. So it's we're not changing anything. Like, yeah. well, no, that's the one thing. Remember that one of the programs we use. Yeah, I guess it's called that's, Voice Meter, and that's it enables us to use two microphones at the same time, sitting in the same room. A lot of people when they do these podcasts and there's multiple people, they're not in the same room. It's actually more of a Skype kind of type thing, and then they put the the sounds together. 
Actually, there isn't a lot that have them in the same room necessarily. And Maybe so, that's because it's a pain in the ass to get rid of this echo. Yeah. So what we have to do is uh, I'm explaining too much for people to hear this, but basically what happens is our microphones go into a program and then it takes it so that it produces one sound, uh, both of together, our microphones. Yeah. And so what's happening, I think, is it's picking up my voice on his mic. So we kind of adjusted things. Hopefully we got it. If we didn't, thank you for listening still and sticking through it. I know it kind of gets annoying sometimes with the echo and we're trying we're perfectionists with this. So we really want this to sound good. So we, if it's not right, we'll keep on trying. And then maybe if it actually comes out echo free, we can say echo free, you know, <laughs> Commander Smith, echo free. Or so if this episode is labeled echo free, then you, we got it. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. it, means, it means we probably figured it out. Well, we spent, I think 45 minutes trying to make sure we got the echo gone. Like we yeah. did different tests and we're like, I don't think I hear it. No, like both of us listening. with. And the, nice the problem is, is like other times we, we do quicker tests and we're like oh, i don't hear anything sounds good to me and, and then, then and then when we download it and he starts cutting it up the like a day or two later I hear it. i'm like you can hear it, it's like, it. what <laughs> so well, yeah that's, that's la- behind the scenes. so short <laughs> we we're trying yeah and the thing is is i'd rather or we would rather put out an episode even though it has an echo on it than just skip an episode altogether so i mean that's what i could because have done we, we don't want to like um you know stop our adoring fans from listening like oh they're skipping for no reason (laughs) done with these guys so many adoring fans i'd much rather listen to three of them (laughs) than two and nothing yeah one and a half (laughs) (laughs) or two and a half yeah two and a half (laughs) anyway so that's that's the behind the scenes of everything we kind of wanted to address that um but yeah so this today's episode we kind of have a lot on the docket uh, some things popped up in the middle while we were planning this out, uh, and we kind of changed our podcast around a little bit. Some news and everything. But- yeah, magical news. <laughs> I like the nerd. Wait, do it again. I'm not going to make a sound because I might cut this up and use that as our from now on. Do it really nerdy voice. Go. Magical news. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I hopefully I didn't laugh over that. <laughs> you did. You screwed it up. So this week we have four segments. Uh, That's just my voice. Actually, not four segments anymore. We talked about our first segment was going to be about talking about the technical technical issues, but Larry brought that yeah. up right away, so that knocks that out of the park. Transition. So next segment or uh, number we'll do- segment number one, I guess, will be magical news. Magical news. Nerdy voice. And segment two is going to be, we're going to talk about how we build decks. Yeah. How we come about it. And we both go through different processes, so we felt like it, and I'm sure there's a bazillion different ways. But it might help people, newer people, or not even necessarily new people, like anybody. You know, it's good to hear different people's styles of how they actually go about building the deck. Yeah, making a deck. Yeah. And then third segment is going to be our spec segment. Yeah. The normal specs. Smith specs. Yeah. So yeah. why don't we start off with the magical news? Man, <laughs> more nudes. <laughs> more nudes, yeah. Uh, so uh, do we want to start with a battle bond announcement? That happened a while yeah, ago, so we, we meant, to catch up on that. We meant to mention the lands last time, but yeah. we didn't. Uh... So there's been a couple of spoilers about battle bond, but what battle bond is simply, it's the new draft set that Magic is putting out. It's coming out at the beginning of June. Uh, I think it's June eighth. Yeah, June eighth. Yep. Uh, the spoilers will start May twenty second. Officially twenty so, second. Yeah. So we're gonna be. <laughs> I think our podcast for the next couple of weeks is gonna be about this. Yeah. A lot, Battle Bond seems really cool, but what it's for is you can buy it in packs, and it's a set to draft. It's it's uh, it was built to draft. It's gonna be normal set size, um, but uh, the 
specificus for it is two-headed giants. Yeah. So you're drafting for two-headed giant. You and a buddy are drafting to build, you know, face off against another two-headed giant. I think it should be. It's built for a two-headed giant, aka also commander. Because it's also <laughs> going to be really cool in commander. Yeah. I mean, just the so the cards that have been released are there isn't that many. It's lands which are freaking sweet. Yeah, they're just the they're the friendly lands. So green white or black red or uh, green white or green. Uh, no, I already said green white or blue white or green red. Yeah, black. Black blue. Yep, yep, there we go. I think I got everything. So yeah. those are the friends. But the the and cool thing with these is when they come into play, they come into play tapped unless you have two or more opponents. Uh, you're playing commander. Most of the time you're going to have two or more opponents. And so it's going to be solid and multiplayer uh, commander. And it's just, you know, it's going to be easy. The art is kind of crazy with this, though. Doesn't it? it looks, it's all futuristic kind of looking stuff here. So it's interesting. Like, that looks like a little penthouse suite well it's a luxury suite yep. that's the name of uh the, red <laughs> the one that one. i was talking about yeah, yeah so i mean it looks pretty interesting but then the stuff that just got spoiled today these guys are pretty seems really sick. cool i like it so it's one is uh i'll read the first one it's a green card two and one green legendary creature pure imaginative imaginative rascal and it has partner with Toothy imaginary friend, but when what that means is when this comes into play, you get to go search your deck for Toothy imaginary friend and put it into your hand. Uh, the rest of what this card does is says if one or more creatures would be put or counters would be put on a permanent you control, that many plus one of each of those counters is placed on there instead. So it's doubling your counters. Yeah, and, and then, then Toothy. And then Toothy imaginary friend is three colorless, one blue for a one one legendary illusion. creature illusion. Uh, you can partner with Per. How do you say it? Pure. Pure imaginative. Pure rascal. imaginative rascal. Uh, when this, when so, when Toothy enters the battlefield, uh, target player may uh, go and it. find Per Pure and put it into your uh, hand. Uh, whenever, so the ability is whenever you draw a card with Toothy in play, put a one-one counter on Toothy. Uh, when Toothy leaves the battlefield, draw a card for each one-one counter on it. So just having those two out is freaking insane <laughs> it's doubling all the counters on him like uh it's just it's crazy so i it's it seems, it like, seems really I was, I was just kind of thinking like for commander if you had like just like a friendly commander thing so like you sit down and you put you both put like per and toothy into both of your decks you can actually say oh, so then it would be... i could play per and i'll be like hey go get toothy you <laughs> how do you know you i have toothy yeah. like you could you could kind of like backstab the entire group other than you and whoever you're buddying with. up with. <laughs> so and i just turned that into an arch enemy thing this looks pretty or interesting two-headed. and the cool thing um when we talked before the podcast they're continuing this legendary the border of everything yeah, is staying the same which is really nice i like that change i think it looks it makes the legends a little bit more unique and yeah. I, I do kind of like the change they can instantly see that they're legendary because of that so yeah um but yeah so the battle bonds will be interesting we don't have anything else as of yet but it's going to be a regular like size set 254 cards was it yeah yeah something like that yeah 254 yep so um should be it's gonna be probably we're probably getting this <laughs> yeah we'll probably pick up a box i think it's really cool yeah um, so I, I want the lands at the very least yeah I want the lands, lands are gonna be pretty sweet uh other news is they talked about the new blocks that are coming out in 2018 fall and then into 2019 and we are Returning, returning back to Ravnica is what... what Ravnica, Ravnica, Ravnica. (laughs) Back to Ravnica. So, but uh, the first... 
set is going to be called Guilds of Ravnica. And what are we focusing on with this set, Lowry? There's uh, certain uh, guilds that they're actually... So, so in uh, Guilds of Ravnica, they're going to focus in on Boros, uh, which is red-white, Golgari, which is green-black, Izzet, which is red-blue, Dimir is uh, black-blue, and Silesia, which is green-white. And that release date is going to be October 5th. And then the second Ravnica set is Ravnica uh, Allegiance. Allegiance, and that's released in January. They don't have an actual date, but somewhere in January 2019. And that one's going to be focusing on Azorius, uh, Rakto, or Azorius which is blue-white, Rakdos, which is red-black, Orzov, Orzhov, which is black-white, Simic, which is green-blue, and Gruul, which is green-red. And then the third one, they don't know what the name of the set is yet. But they're but doing it'll, the block It'll still stuff be again. Ravnica, yeah. but it's probably would probably spoil whatever's happening um for the story yeah so it could be like ravnica destroyed and that'd be like well we know what's happening yeah. to ravnica <laughs> um, no more ravnica yeah so it's kind of like uh with um the last innistrad set mm-hmm. they did you know shadows over innistrad and they didn't show the set symbol because it looked like emmercool, emmercool and they didn't yeah. want to spoil that it's emmercool yeah um so it's uh you know it's, it's, it's gonna be i'm excited I, I, for it ravnica it is probably going to have the shock lands in it yeah um, that's what the rumor important. was before this was released i was hearing people talking about it and now like i think there's gonna be shock lands in this, <laughs> this next don't tell. i think i'm just i'm just guessing right. and so if there were rumors beforehand and then all of a sudden ravnica's like announced you're like well, well that, that gives a little bit more credence to those rumors i would say yeah so I, I'm excited for the, the reprint of the Shocklands. That'll be awesome. Yeah, Hopefully, I, they're they're always awesome to have. Um, doesn't matter if they're a dollar or two; they can reprint those into the ground. They're solid cards because they're they're fetchable. Yeah, and that's you know they're premium lands in well, they're modern. To, uh, and I play them in all of my commander decks. And they've been lately been. I think they're getting targeted right now because it's been so long since they've printed them but in the last week or two i've been noticing that um like stomping grounds and all that stuff has been shooting up like the original yeah ones. yeah the original ones have started going up the art in my opinion is better in the original sets you think so uh, some yeah. of them i like better like i like uh blue black i like the mm. the way that the that one looks in the the newer printing of that it's it's everybody's opinion you know it's your taste on it i'm pretty uh, sure what do we it's, have if it's not my opinion it's wrong, <laughs> so what was it? oh we were having a discussion about the lands and like your favorite lands are the art wise oh like for full art lands, yeah, full art in, lands. in my opinion i really like unhinged and mine is unstable like i just love the way that looked and i was like but i can it, understand unstable though i can't understand return to ravnica lands being better than <laughs> original ravnica lands well yeah i mean for art but for the best art like that's i <laughs> typically want all my lands to be the unstable ones i do like the uh was it unhinged Unhinged, uh, yeah. unhinged lands you don't like the unglued no, I don't ones like i those. like the unglued ones they they have like it's like a diamond full art with brown it, around it but it almost looks like a picture that somebody took and a really bad picture <laughs> more than a drawing so i guess that's why I, I don't it just like looks different much. though and that's and i'm okay with different larry likes different yeah very different um and was there any other news oh the new global series decks is also featuring on june 22nd this i'm a little confused as what it entails like what we're actually dealing with but uh they have revealed two new planeswalkers um mu yanling is that what how would you say yeah i think so so she's it's it's definitely chinese yeah so you can tell by the the art that 
well, when we were looking, I was like, oh, these look like Chinese stuff. And then it actually Started is reading it yeah. focused more towards Chinese market because these two are only going to be used or modern can be used in the Chinese market. Right. Isn't that what you kind of read? Well, so the yeah, these these two planeswalkers are legal in Chinese standard standard, but and then legal in everything else. Yeah. But for some reason, it's specifically Chinese standard, but not but not everybody else's standard. Yeah. But then it's. It's it'll be obviously legal in legacy, vintage, modern, um, commander, commander. Yeah. So the blue one is four colorless, two blue. She comes in with five loyalty. Uh, target creature can't be blocked. Uh, this turn is the plus two. Minus three is draw two cards, and then the minus ten is tap all creatures your opponents control, and you take an extra turn after this one. Uh, and then the green one. Uh, the green one is Jiang Yanggu. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, four colorless and a green. Uh, Planeswalker. Uh, four loyalty. Uh, it's plus one. Uh, target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Woo. Uh, minus one. If you don't count, uh, if you don't control a creature named uh, Mawu, create, uh, create a legendary 3 3 green hound creature named Mawu. And he's in the picture, the little dog or whatever that is. It doesn't oh, yeah. look very super cute, very uh, scary. Not very three three. <laughs> Not even a hound. It looks like more of a like a puppy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you can minus five it for its ultimate uh, until end of turn. Target creature gains trample and gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of lands you control. It's, it's uh, okay. I that's say. so yeah. So you can it comes into play. You plus one it for plus two plus two whatever. And then, uh, then you can minus you could... five it and get a huge Fatty. Donkey Kong going. Donkey, donkey dog. <laughs> donkey dog. Well, it's a dog that you're dealing with. So well, two turns. I, I'm not sure exactly what all this is going to entail. So this was just released as uh, I don't know a couple hours ago of what we. So we we don't know yeah. the full well, details. I'm, on I'm it. not super excited about the walkers, but I think no. that they're going to be very similar, or if not. The uh, the intro pack Planeswalker decks, yeah. very similar, it seems like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that is one thing we read was that it is going to be more focused for the, the newer players, like the like you said, intro packs. So. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing that was uh, they made news An official worthy, announcement, yeah, essentially. Is like the, so the Firesong and Sunspeaker from the last set, uh, Dominaria, the card is in a buy a box promo. They're going to continue that. They're going to have one card maybe just one card or maybe a couple cards that are only in the buy a box promo stuff that you can't get in opening packs. And so they're going to continue this to drive people to buy from your LGS your yeah. local game and store. So I'm bitter. <laughs> well, cause we do like okay. to buy it from, you know, but we get it a I'm, lot cheaper I'm, yeah. online, but if I'm going to be forced into doing dueling boxes with you, I want to do it at the cheapest price possible. Exactly. Well, because you lose all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I barely make value. We're debating of buying another one because then we there's we do know of a store. Our friend Mike has – his buddy has uh, still Fire Song and Sunspeakers left. And so we're like, do we want to get that? I mean, Fire Song and Sunspeakers still sitting – oh, I guess it's dropped a bit. It's at 8 bucks now. Yeah. So I don't know. We have to debate. We have to talk about if we want to do a round. We're gonna two. have to Commander Smith debaters <laughs> about that. I, one. I don't know. I, I'm leaning towards not necessarily getting it because we do have this. I'm interested in Battlebond, and that's pretty dang close. I'd, I'd be much more interested in Battlebond at this point. I thought it was gonna come out until I read it. I thought it was just uh, gonna be like a Commander set where you're buying the whole set, a and whole Battlebond set. But this is gonna be and like a conspiracy. Giant, yeah. 
So you're so, so yeah, you're right. This is much more similar to the conspiracy sets of the past. Yeah, so you're just buying packs and hopefully it, you have the rarity and everything just like a normal set in a yeah. way. It's a subset, but full. It's a set set. <laughs> subset set set. All right, I think that's it for magic news, right? Um I guess we you could bring up uh, we forgot to talk about uh so Core Set 2019 that's coming out this summer. Uh some cards were spoiled, but they're pretty meh, so we don't yeah, we I'm didn't. not going to I'm saying they're out there. Go ahead and um, check it if you want. I don't want to talk about it, though. Yeah. So we can move on. Uh, all right. So let's move into segment two, which is our deck building, how we build decks. Yeah. So very well, interesting how we both do it. Um, we're going to kind of break it down into your general way of doing it. Uh, yeah. We kind of have it into, what, four parts, three parts? Three or four, but four parts. I mean, there, there's parts that go inside the parts. Yeah. It's like building a it's like building a robot. Yeah. So what happens how do you how does the deck idea come to you? I guess that's this part one is what how does the idea normally come to you? There uh so there there I guess there's three different ways how for me generally. Okay. Um generally I look at a commander and I go, that looks sweet. How do I build build with it? Yeah. Or number two, like I want to build a uh, a deck around this mechanic. Is there going to end up being enough, and what what commander works with that? That's more of what happens with me. Is what is that the what second is? option is normally what happens. And for then me. sometimes there's just a general card. Yeah. Where I'm like, I want to use this. How can I best utilize this inside of? So a deck? does that happen with you with like not necessarily a legendary creature? Like so that's not your commander, or are you saying? Yeah. No. If so, like. Uh, it's more uh, I wish I had come up with a, an example but like if I get a planeswalker that I've wanted for a while and I go I'd like to put this somewhere and if it doesn't fit into any current deck I go how, how can, can I, I use it? this so then you kind of build a deck and so, around the one of the 99 which is interesting yeah, that's a little tougher because you have to go and get that card that and you, you need enough support out there for it to kind of work and then you got to make sure that you know that something works in the colors if you can find a commander that works for it that one's a lot tougher to kind of work with um and so generally i would say i come up i find a commander and i go how can i build this yeah so that's that's like how you're saying i like how you went through it first because i generally step your step two of way of doing it is the way that i 75 percent of the time it happens to me is like i see a commander and i'm like Holy crap, that mechanic is freaking sweet. How do I make this work in a deck? Mm-hmm. And then your first example of you see a commander and then try to make it work yeah. is probably what I do 25% of the time. Okay. So, yeah, but then I get obsessive. It. Like, then I start just <laughs> going, okay, how do I make this work? Like, what what do I need to do? So then I think that kind of gets into our next step. And so you get the idea. You figure out, okay, this is a cool commander <clears throat> that I want to use how do I make this work? How do I get the best way of doing it? So then mm-hmm. the next thing, what I do at least is we, the collecting data. Yeah. So that's, now that's what, this is where it gets, this is the most interesting part for me because what I do is I'll start, I'll start off with that card and it used to be mainly just card kingdom. I'd go on there. I'd see the card or cards that I know will work with it. And then I 
search for that card. I pull it up, and then it shows you what cards have been bought with it. Yeah. Or I'll do an advanced search for if well, I'm looking for a keyword. The the problem that I've had with Card Kingdom is if it's a new card, like so, if yeah. a new commander comes out, I go, it won't be. What on. works with it? And all like, the new stuff. All of the new stuff. <laughs> and so I, a lot yeah. of times I, I had to get away from that yeah. part of it. So the, generally, I guess mine is I get to I go to the advanced search on Card Kingdom, and if mm-hmm. it's a keyword that I'm looking for, where for example with um, what's the the, the deck I have that plays uh, from the bottom. Um, uh, Grenzo. Grenzo. So with Grenzo, I just did a keyword search of put cards at the bottom of your library. So, I, you know, cards, bottom, library. Those are the three keywords I put in there. And so then, the, and I it sorted it between of... black and red and then boom, boom, boom. But then the interesting thing that a lot of times happens is I find like subways of playing the, the deck. Like I have the main idea, but then I have like three other subcategories of like okay this deck also can win if it does this this and that mm. so that's where the, it gets crazy for me and i can't stop thinking about it is because then i have all these like i have like five different ideas of how this deck should work and then i have to narrow it down to like one and that's, and that's where you end up like so you have three to five different ways that you want to go yeah and that's how you you end up with like the 300 guards you were yeah. talking about because well, I, I never want in the past i never want my deck to just be like this is the only way it works and this is the only way i'm going to win because that can that is going to get stopped you know if you only win by gaining the most having the most creatures in play you know what's that card that gives you win the game or whatever if that's your only win if you don't have like overrun or something like that in the deck you're screwed unless you're just attacking through everybody, you know? So I, I like to have multiple ways of a deck actually winning. So I typically put three to four, three to five different ways that the deck so game winner. It's um, kind of like what uh, Mike had just said. He kind of came over tonight when we were planning this episode, but he, you know, he has, um, oh, why am I blanking? But the red God from Theros. Oh, Perforos. Perforos. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And then uh, there's another enchantment, but essentially those are great in Krenko decks because if you're only relying on attacking with your mob goblins, yeah. mob of goblins, uh, somebody can lay down, nobody can attack, and then Krenko's kind of effed if you yeah. don't have a different way of winning. Ensnaring Bridge or like you did Maelstrom Pulse and removed all the counters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and so if, if you have perforos in a deck you can actually just get around that by just so so similar to what you kind of think about yeah or what you do yeah so what do you do for your collecting data stuff how do you Um, what do you do once your deck idea has been made how do you go about what's your next step what what i do is i have a pretty large collection and so uh i i generally have like i have a box of rares for each color like the the single boxes so you know there's a couple hundred in there um, so I thumb through them, and anything that pops out that seems to work in that theme, I'll just pull it out. doesn't matter if it's good, if it's going to work, or anything. As long as it seems like it can work, I pull it out and put it in that pile. And, you know, I'll, I'll go through all that. Um, and then I'll, I will go to, like, I still go to kind of Card Kingdom. And then I'll kind of thumb around on it, but not a whole ton. Um, generally... I've, I've exhausted those resources through thumbing through. So generally I'll find one or two. Um, so like with Moldrasa, like I found, I was able to find 
that cumulative upkeep worked with them. And I was like, oh, that's a really great idea. Yeah. And then I go through and like, you know what? I did find those that actually works really well. Yeah. Um, and so anything that'll give me a little bit of inspiration, I'm fine with that. And because um, well, I'm, I'm, I want to use the cards that I kind of have. Yeah. I don't want to go out and spend a, you know, a, a bunch of money time. on a new deck. I have because enough we cards. have a lot of cards. Yeah. yeah. I have enough cards, and so that's that's not going to be the same thing for everybody. Yeah. But I would suggest look through your cards first, see what oh, works. You know how many times yeah. I've done this where yeah. I've. I've been like, oh, there's no way I have that card. And so then I like actually order it. I'm like, oh, okay, get, get the foil one of that. Get that. And then I'm going through my card. And it's literally like the next day I'm like going through. I'm like, oh, my God, I have 10 copies of that card. Why did I? Normally it's not an expensive card because it would be in a separate spot. But yeah. I mean, it's like commons and stuff like that. I'm like, what the hell? Just look through your damn card. Yeah, I, I use the cards that you have and then supplement them if you need to. Yeah, well, see, the problem when I get into that is like, I have a binder that has my cards that are used, like that I put in decks, and then I have a um, a box that I, cards I don't ever use. I just mm-hmm. put them in there and I barely look at them. Well, I'll go. I should go through them before I order, but a lot of times I get trigger happy and I'm like, okay, get this in my cart, this in my cart, this in my cart. <laughs> yeah, and what I do is like I, I have them in like the the single row boxes. Yeah, and then I only have like two or three in that of each and then anything that i have extra i just kind of put into a rare pile mm-hmm. that i in, in a color-based form and then i yeah. just kind of like okay i need more than you know I, i'm running out i'll go find if i have others yeah uh one resource that i would highly suggest using um that i've started using because we haven't done edh rec as this is more recent for us to actually look at that because um, and it's more for you. I again, I only look at it like yeah. when we're when talking we're doing about this stuff. Podcast, but yeah. uh, I found at the end, not at the very end when I'm done, but to go on there and check, you can pick your commander that you're talking about, whatever one you want to use, and it'll show you the top cards that are used in that deck. So hmm. there's uh, after my Slimefoot deck was all done and built, uh, I went back and I looked at. You know, EDH wreck, and I saw what was it, Constrictor, Bo- or yeah, the the snake. Uh, what is from his? Aether Revolt? Yeah, so I saw that that one was heavily used, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. And the reason I actually never saw it because I had those set aside for a different deck, so they weren't ever in my binder, so I never oh. came across it when I flipped <laughs> through. So, but but I feel like EDH wreck is a very good source because you can narrow it down to. If you find the commander, what cards it works with, and then you can switch it over to just that card in general, what it's used in combination with. So it doesn't have to be the commander. You can switch it so it shows you when that people use that card, they generally use this with it, not as a commander, okay. just like in a deck. So, uh, but that that's kind of the final touch. I'll go back and look at that and be like, okay, there's there's a couple cards that I throw in there, but that's where it gets. Yeah. tricky so, because like, I'm at 200 cards and then it goes to 300. <laughs> and sometimes. Because part of that, too, is, like, if I'm going to sit down and buy cards and, like, an example uh, for Muldrotha, I, I had to, like, I, I looked at it and I went, well, I don't have uh, Secrets of the whatever enchantment and I don't have River river Kelpie. Mm-hmm. Like, River Kelpie just went up to, like, nine, ten bucks. I'm like, F it. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. And then I, you know, and then I try and find a different, cheaper source. Yeah. You know, so I went and got the enchantment, and then I just made sure that I had some other form of card draw. Is that Secrets in... of the Dead? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. It's just an uncommon from 
Innistrad's second set. I yeah. don't even remember what it is. Yeah. Nobody remembers. <laughs> yeah, that, when that popped up, I was like, oh, I got those. I just had five, no, six of them sitting off to the side. I was like, all right, sell those for $7, $8. That was a nice little jump. Oh, the foils? Yeah. You had foils of the Secret of the Dead? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think, lastly, so then I, I think still with the collecting data part, um, after I get the idea... Then it's the adding in the the normals, the norms in it, the stuff that we talk about with core card for commander, core cards for commander. When we talked about green and artifacts so far, I go and I look at okay, what cards do I need in this deck from that I'm playing with the colors that fit in here? You know, like your soul rings are for sure going to be in there, and it just depends yeah. on what colors you're playing. So then you got to go and find the the regulars that should be in there, which might the glue. Yeah. So. That's where it gets hard for me because I like have this list of you know whatever hundred cards, and then now I have to narrow it down. So this is why it's a long process for me to do it because I I tend to love every card because I I agree with you. Um, you need to go and get the glue, but I feel like if you can find some of the glue or the core cards that are on theme, yeah, that's I think that then it works. Then they weigh a little bit heavier than like the normal core card but only if that works in theme but you should always start off i guess that's part of the beginning of it too is i'm like okay sensei's top has to be in here this has to be in here so those are the cards right away i go through my main binder of the expensive ones i'm like okay these for sure have to be in there and then i yeah. kind of go with the glue stuff or not the glue yeah uh, and i the and combo so stuff. like an example that i can come up theme real stuff. quick is like i really like commander sphere as a card as three yeah. color artifact taps for any color of your commander Sack it for a draw drawing a card but in my Tajik deck, which is, uh, it's basically, it's an indestructible deck. Darksteel Ingot works better. Like, that's yeah. on theme in there. Yeah. Even though drawing in that deck would be really nice. I could probably do both, but uh, I just, it doesn't really fit. I'd much rather just go with other cards. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, that that's just a, an example. Of so then, do. how do you whittle your deck down? How do you okay. get it so that so, you're... Like an example, you, how do you how do you, you finish you your deck off? At the the data gathering <laughs> at three hundred cards. You missed my finishing the deck no. off. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you make your deck a happy ending? Yeah, that's that's, where, that's, that's my wife. She's like, call it a happy ending. <laughs> it's like that's actually how we should name it. Yeah, we need her in the production <laughs> meetings more often. So she's the, a genius. The, the happy ending. So deck. and you 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 end up with about three hundred cards that you need to cut. I don't really you, get three hundred. Okay, you just exaggerate. Yeah, I was exaggerating. Okay. I probably get. I, I, I honestly get to probably a hundred before land. Yeah, I do too. I I end up with 150 cards that I have to work with, and I know I I set myself like uh, for lands. I almost always have 38 lands, and I always want See, a, 12 basics. And I think it's good you do the 38. I'm at about 36 is where I generally get, depending on, but I'll go up to 38 too. So I go, mine's between you 36 and 38. Depends on the casting cost of my stuff in the deck, you know, if yeah. it's, but I, you, you typically do have a good, uh, land yeah, ratio. I, you have a very good, you tend to have the most land out every time we I, play. I want to make sure that I have land yep. and I want to be able Smart. to play it. And I just, I hate having cards stuck in my hand. Yeah. And that'll, we'll, when we're finishing it off, I'll, I'll kind of explain yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so the, how do you narrow it down then? So I, I guess, let me back up just a little bit. So when I'm doing the, get, collecting the data, I will grab everything and anything that 
makes sense that fits any kind of theme with the deck so it does start off really big Mm -hmm. and the first cut is really easy it's like okay this doesn't need to be in here this you know you start throwing cards away you know this one yeah yeah and i agree i I do that same thing like i just so um, i think when i'm saying the hundred cards is normally when i'm like all these cards could work in this deck (laughs) and that's my hardest part is going from that hundred down to the sixty four to yeah. 62 one that i always know that i want to work towards yeah um and so what i end up doing like you're saying that first cut i just go through and i go there's not enough of this sub theme or like this little theme mm-hmm. i just cut it all yeah uh and generally that'll like i end up with 150 cards almost exactly 140 to 160 every time yeah uh and that'll it'll generally cuts me down to about 100 on that first go around and then right after that i go into curve so i just place every card um one mana cost two three yep. four five six so and I then normally anything do above that, six i normally do that in the last probably 20 cards so when i'm down down to my last 20 i get it to that to kind of see how my curve is yeah and then kind of cut out the really high casting cost stuff i'm like all right this needs to i don't yeah. need 15 of the seven plus mono costing stuff yeah exactly yeah that's and that's what i end up doing too is i look at i look at uh six mana cost and anything above and i kind of group that and i just kind of go like i want a you know a certain amount it like i i end up having maybe three to four cards that are over six mana oh really per deck okay that's about it those yeah. are those are the the knockouts. Yeah, I probably yeah, and typically when you get over to the six, I want those to be almost game winners. Like you said, knockouts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So those need to be like, I mean, for for example, with Slimefoot, I cut out Verdant Force because that's eight. Oh, there it's goes my dogs mana. barking. Yeah, seven you'll probably mana. hear that. Yeah, <laughs> we got. We got a lot of stuff going on in the background. The wife has the three Whee! boys upstairs. I just heard them come down the stairs. I'm like, oh. Then I have two labs. So, yeah, you might get background noise with this episode. Um, but so Better than Echoes. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Better than Echoes. That's what this episode. If it has Echoes, that's the name of it. I like it. All right. Or no, whatever. So, Verdant Force, I was originally going to have in the deck. But casting, what is it, seven? It's seven. Seven monocost casting costs it isn't gonna win Might me the eight. game at seven or it's a seven it's seven five and, and every three. upkeep you put a uh a sapling into play during each players it's good but i have yeah. uh what does that better um well the new tender one should dryad tender should, but then also the aura oh verdant embrace yeah uh, and they, that's five mana instead of they're both five mana yeah. instead of seven, seven or eight or whatever yeah. <laughs> and it's just kind of like you don't want it's just you know it generally you can cut it for something better is yeah it, it is eight yeah yep. eight, eight it's just too much three in green my with that opinion. too that's the other part it's like it's it, but it is on theme so i can yeah. i can see why people use it as well it was one of the last cuts you like it but then it was like I, this isn't going to win me the game i mean yeah. it could still but at eight i should be doing something a little bit bigger than that yeah so um but that's an example of one of the bigger casting costs we i kind of the same thing that Lara was saying i want it to be I'm going to win the game with this effing card. Yeah. And I, and I just, uh, and so I generally look for kind of a bell curve. So like my support cards at one and two casting cost, my bombs at six and plus. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I want a lot of stuff that I'm able to do like at three, four and five. Yeah. 
I have the most cards in that mana range pretty yep. much almost every time. So then once you're done... Oh, I'm not done you're, you're at not, that point. You're not finishing the deck <laughs> off there? No, no. At that point, I am probably still have about 20 that I need to cut, and so then I'll go through and see what purposes that the cards are doing so that I don't, like don't have enough support for like removal oh yeah or ramp or so, draw or yep. creatures or okay like, so we on theme we do it backwards or opposite then um the curve is my last step the once i've got my hundred down and i've narrowed it down to let's say i don't know 90 or you know 10, yeah yeah then i go and i'll go okay i have this many cards that goes to find land this many draw cards um, this deck is about sacking, so this is how many cards I have for sacking. So I get all the cards that are very similar, what they do, and I figure out how many of each category I we'll have. Fit into there. Yeah, and, if and that's so if I have, have like, have for example, the I'm going to keep using Slimefoot because this is fresh in my brain as a yeah, week ago. Yeah, that's what we just did. Yeah, yeah um, I had to start off 16, 17 uh, fungus that produced, you know, one one saprolings. Well, a lot of them were shitty, so I could get rid of them, you know? Yeah. But I didn't cut those until I got to that point, because then I was like, I don't need 17 of these. I really only need about... I, I put in my mind 10. And then I had the other cards that produced as I cast them, like um, Saperlane, Symbiosis, and all that stuff. The ones yeah, that, that should produce a bunch. It. Yeah, or the ones that are, when they're in play, like Slimefoot, you can create tokens. So I had a, a, a amount that I wanted there. Um, then I go to the bell curve. You do the other way where you go bell curve, then to the categories. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah. I, yeah. Basically the categories. And then I go back to curve again. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of flip back and forth, uh, and just try and keep on getting down further and further. And what Lowry is really good at doing, uh, Lowry's my, I, I would say my muse. F- <laughs> he's my final, like my, to check, to see how my decks are working. I give all of his decks happy endings. <laughs> I, I make sure I double sleeve those bad boys. <laughs> um, but Larry's a good, he doesn't care what to cut. Like, I, and when I'm building the deck, I'm like, God, but this works so well. I oh, don't, this one works so well. And this one, but Larry's, he does I'm not a very good job. attached to your yeah. decks. <laughs> well, though, no, I mean, with your decks my in decks general, either, too, but... when you're building your deck, you can just cut things easily, just whatever. I go through, I'm not kidding. I probably go through the same cards when I'm down to that. 80 or under i go through that probably 15 times like i'll just go through it i'm like looking at him like maybe this card could be cut this card then i never pull the trigger it takes me like three times going through and i cut one card each time well i think maybe that might be a little bit of a difference too uh and that's where like i start i want to hit a couple of things before i start talking about like actually finishing a deck finishing it off finishing it off well hey um so like you don't want to you don't want to premature finish this deck off i don't <laughs> gross <laughs> not saying that's gross if you, you have that, if you have oh, that quote-unquote I'm getting, problem i'm getting way too close i gotta back this up <laughs> think of grandma naked think of grandma naked no no we don't do that um so generally what i try and do for removal is it weird because you probably thought of grandma right yeah, there yeah <laughs> grosso probably grosso grosso um, <laughs> okay sorry i'll let you finish uh, off so with <laughs> Um, what I try and do for removal is I, I look for cards that um, deal with multiple answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want to just have destroy target creature. Yeah. I'd much rather have Permanent like, or... Putrefy that yeah. says creature or artifact. 
Um, but generally, I want something that will deal with just about everything. Yeah. So I like Vindicate in my decks. I like Utter End. I like Beast Within. These are cards that say, that's a permanent problem. Deal with that yeah. permanent. So you do the same thing. I at least have one to two answers for everything. Yeah. Everything, there needs to be... Not just mass removal. For I, I guess if it's remove everything from the game, that's your dealing with everything. Yeah, could use your apocalypse in your red deck or something like that. Shark. <laughs> uh, but I do that too, or I make sure that there is an answer for everything. But that's where you find your cuts, is what you're saying. That if you just have something that's only specific to one thing, and you have something, yeah. That's and if I'm two like, this things, is on theme, but it only deals with this thing, and I'm lacking in yeah. these other problems, I'll, I'll cut the on theme card to deal with a known problem gotcha um and then the other thing what you, you brought up wraths i try and look for wraths that give me a, a an advantage or a bonus yeah so like to create a pain like how i use that with slime foot where i'm drawing for all the cards all the creatures well, that die i'm thinking thing, or? It, that's that's one of them but i'm thinking more like there's uh there's a wrath out there that has convoked that destroys all non-token creatures yeah. so if you're so a token I, deck, I put that in my token deck yeah or like earthquake in my flying, dragon decks. Flying, yep. You know, I, I want to make sure that I wanna I want to still maintain advantage. Yeah. And I, I it, and it's probably a personal like a pet peeve of mine. Like Wrath of God's a really good card. I, I don't have I, it in any of my decks or and, Damnation. But I have a reason for that. I don't know about you. No, but I for, just for me it's it's a reset button. If somebody's winning in my mind, I don't want to reset it if I don't. You want to be the one in the winning hand yeah. after everything. The dust yeah. settles. Yeah. So I don't want a dead card in my hand if I'm winning. Well, and that's the thing with Commander is you can afford to have those huge removals. And the ones that give you a benefit are going to cost a little bit more. Like yeah. Decree of Pain. Yep. Or, uh, well, I mean. They're in Garuk's Wake. It's destroy yeah. all your opponent's creatures. Yeah. I, I would much rather play that. That gives me that advantage. Yeah. To, I, to I end agree. The game. I don't um, ever. I don't have. Like I said, I don't have a damnation. Or and again, there, wrath. there isn't any problem in no. having a wrath the board, but I feel like that really slows down a game, unless you have a plan for it. Like if it's just the last card you have in your hand, you're like, well, I'm losing wrath of God. <laughs> let's let let's make this thing last another hour. And in my mind, that's just. It's like, come on, let's just move on to a new game. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. If you're not trying to actually win at that point. Yeah. Unless it, yeah, I don't and again, know. It, it, there there are different ways of doing it too. Like, I would have Wrath of God and a Sliver Hive Lord deck. I think that's right. The one that gives all slivers uh, indestructible. indestructible. Yeah. yeah, that's what Trombley has. That's exactly what I would do. Yep. Yeah, because you like you're you're getting a benefit from it. Yep. Yeah. And I so agree. that's that's how I would look. Well, at that it. when I used to have that night deck where I made my um, that sixty card deck way back in oh, the day. Yeah. Not way back. I guess probably 10, 15 way years ago. Way back. <laughs> But that one was based off of them being indestructible, and so I did have with, rats with, in there. Uh, the exemplar, which yeah. wasn't it, that was like M twelve. Yeah, that's way back in the day. Yeah, it was like five years ago. No, that wasn't when I six, had that. Six seven no, years ago. Uh, was it fifteen years ago. Yeah, it was. No, we were like seventeen. Yeah. See, I didn't drive up there and play magic. Seventeen, with you. fifteen years ago. I'm thirty five on uh, Sunday. Big whoop. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> You're coming to my party. We're going to play some slip and slide kickball, and it's going to be cold because it's freaking – I graduated the meteorology degree, and any time that I try to plan something that's out freaking doors, weather 
just interferes with because I got a meteorology degree. That's isn't it ironic? <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, it's like that song. No, it's like isn't even ironic. There's not one part of that song that is even ironic. Think about but it. It's still this. I don't know. It's, it's not ironic. It's the worst song. I mean, it's a great song from yeah, our yeah. childhood, but none of that song is ironic. I remember when that came out, my English teacher was like, this is the stupidest song I've ever heard of. There's no freaking irony in what she's saying there. Uh, anyways, she we'll get off like, our Alanis Morissette. She's tangent. from Canada. Give her a break. <laughs> Canada. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so after we finish off the deck, AKA happy ending, what do we do next? We, Deck test. test yeah, deck. test your deck. Test it out. So how do you test it out? What I do, um, I believe it's called gold fishing. Uh, yeah, that's the first time I heard that. You told me that, and I was like, what does that mean? I thought you were I, just talking I, about I've the site. I told it to you. I like, said it to you before. I've had to explain it to you like five times in seven years. I think you get me confused so. with other people. Uh, you're the only person I talk to. What so. about Nick? You, a lot of times you're... Uh... I've only known him for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> but I do talk with him, yeah, as well. Uh, so, but, so what I do is I just... Um, I shuffle up the deck, make sure that it's, you know, doing right. And I just draw seven and I play through the deck. I, that's, I, it's what I do other than, rather than watching TV. I don't watch TV. I just goldfish my decks. Okay. And then basically it gives me, allows me to feel out how the yeah. deck's going to play. It doesn't, it, I don't, it doesn't show me where I'm going to run into problems necessarily, but it allows me to know, am I drawing my answers like enough? Am I able to play stuff on curve? Like, am I able to do stuff like turn two, turn three, turn four? Are my tap lands getting in the way? Do I need to get rid of some of those and put in untapped lands? And so it'll, it, it's more of a feel game at the end there. How far do you go generally? How many cards do you play through? Um, I'll, I'll go uh, probably like way beyond a game. So I'll go like 20 Turns. Oh, so you go quite a ways in. Yeah, I want to go and make sure that I can do something for a long game. Because okay. if, if I run out of cards, then I start going, I need more draw. Or um, if I feel like... Essentially, I go until like, I feel like I've completely won the game. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, there was... Uh, I, I built a rebuilt a Gahiji deck. And I was dealing 20 damage on turn 5. And I was like... This feels really yeah, good. Yeah, I pretty much let's, won let's this Let's see game. how I do. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's see if that's consistent. If, yeah. Am I going to do that? And that's that's unrealistic, but being able to do that un unhindered yeah. is uh, is just a feel that out part of it for me. So I do, do generally the same thing, except I actually deck tested against another deck that I have. I'll start off like with mm -hmm. an easier deck that isn't very quick. Uh, depending on how this deck is built. So like it kind of goes through a gauntlet? Yeah, of yeah like... exactly. Well, but even if it loses to those decks, I'll still test it to other decks, like uh, more powerful. I'll just test to see how it handles different situations. And it's funny because I've done this my whole life. When I build a new deck, I would test it. When I was younger, I'd have like one deck oh. that I wanted to win more than the other. So I'd yeah, like cheat for it. <laughs> I'm like... I'm not going to play that spell. Because that would oh, hurt my favorite deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I don't do that now. But it was funny then because I can still remember that being like, no, nah, I'm just going to skip attacking even though it would kill that deck. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here. Uh, but I will. I want to test it out to see different situations of what its, its weaknesses are and what its strengths are. So like, I like to have another deck that I'm playing. 
And I generally, I mean, I like all my decks that I'm playing, so I, I don't have a favorite. I'm just testing it out to yeah, see yeah. how it runs. Uh, and I go about the same amount. I go until there's a game, the game is won. Yep. Um, and you I generally do it a couple times to the same decks. So I'll do like three right. times. And then if I have time, I'll do three times with another deck that night, or I'll do it over a span of a couple nights. Yeah, and, and I think we're like... I think yours is a bit more thorough, um, but mine, all I want to make sure is like that it's that it works. Yep, running the I, way I you want it. I mm-hmm. understand like people are going to try and stop me. It's going to be you want to make sure that you you know you want your protection in there. Are you drawing enough protection? Are you getting your condoms? Yeah, just... I, was, I was like, <laughs> I kind of wanted to make a joke with that. I was like, God, you're childish, Adam. Just stop with, just get it out of your head. And then you went there. Yeah. Way to go, Lowry. <laughs> I don't I'm feel childish, alone. apparently. Sometimes I'm like, I'm alone. <laughs> just. Dirt, um, dirty man. And so, but I think this is why I'm I'm quicker with my cuts too, is because, uh, so like after making the deck, I have, um, you know, the extra cards that. So like if I have two or three of one card and I put it in the deck, I have two left over. So I put that in a specific pile of cards that I'm using, mm-hmm. and then anything that I cut, I have in a different pile, but right next to me. And then any card that I feel like mm, that do, that's not working, you might substitute I already something. Have, in. I already have my pile that I can go through and substitute gotcha. cards in. Yeah. And so like, and then I'm like, mm, that didn't really work the way I wanted it to. Let's see if I can get something yeah. better in there. Or like, this is just too high, or my hands get too clogged. Either I got to ramp harder, or I got to lower my curve. Yep. Um, so yeah, so it gives me that feel. We're at the same boat with that because I I have a a sideboard ish kind of thing where I have about five to 10 cards that I'm like, okay, these could work in this deck if something isn't working. And I do get it when I go and we play our multiplayer games, I know immediately like what cards I don't need anymore. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, once I get in a game, I'm like, this card just doesn't work in this deck. So then I substitute those out. Yeah. Then I, if I know it doesn't work in the deck, I just, you know, put it back in the binder. If I'm still unsure, I have the sideboard sitting there of what I want to sub in and sub out. Okay. So then our final test is testing against each other. Multiplayer. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, uh, yeah. And multiplayer play, play it at a game. And then you sit down and go, I generally, I do after leading up to like a game night, I'll sit down and go through the decks that I want to play mm-hmm. and go like, I'll, I'll focus in on like gold fishing with them and I'll, I'll tweak them before we play. And then that night I'll go home. Even if it's like two in the morning, I'll sit down for like two hours and tweak everything. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm already jacked up from having all that soda <laughs> and like all the Mountain Dew. Woo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'm already up anyway. So I just kind of run through everything real quick and I'm like, what did I like? What didn't I like? I'm always adjusting my decks. And so I think that's why it's a lot easier for me to cut cards. Yeah. Um, I'm in my, my process takes, um, probably about three to four hours okay to build a deck to build a deck oh man mine's days i know <laughs> that, that's that's why i wanted yeah. like i'm able i go through and i have most of the cards uh one thing i will i do want to add to this though is i highly suggest to everybody is have a different pair of eyes looking at your deck after that's you're done with point. it because yeah. they're not attached to your deck they just look at it so lowry took my deck uh, I, when I was the inputting podcast. it, it tapped out. Yeah, and so he went through it, and he was like, "Yeah, I found a couple cards. I flipped them the opposite way. It was two cards, and he's like, I think you need a couple more land in there.' I was like, "Yeah, I actually had that on my sideboard because I knew I needed more land. I just didn't know what cards to cut. So having another pair of eyes 
look at your deck and see what they think uh, is very helpful because there is no attachment to them building your deck. They don't <laughs> care about your deck. Yeah. But so Larry is my, sometimes a lot of times he's my last after I'm done playing it. I'm like, okay, what do you think? Or sometimes it's before I'm like, okay, Larry, I'm having trouble cutting these 10 cards. I need five of them. What do I cut? And so then Larry will kind of take a look at yeah. the list and cut it down. You don't generally do that with me. You don't generally ask because you're very good at getting. No, your... I'm prideful. Very <laughs> prideful. Uh, well, no, I think another thing with that too is like uh, I build a lot of decks. Yeah. I build decks you don't see. Yeah. Like they just. I, you build it. I, you I play it. With them, and I'm like, I'm bored of this deck. And I never play <laughs> yeah. the game with it. So uh, like. And, and I build my the, decks and they stay around for years. And then I finally, I have one that landfall deck, that uh, white green God that I should just kill. <laughs> but the thing in my head too is you like, built well, it like four years ago. I know I, I have it. And it, I like almost always cut it every time. Like I almost cut it when I built slime foot. And I was like, no, there's some cool cards in there. The other part of it is like, if we have new players come in, I want decks that are easier to play so that they can, you know, that's an easier deck. It's straightforward. You can landfall, just get stuff out, whatever. It isn't complicated. Mm -hmm. So I like to keep some basic decks in there. So sometimes, I don't know. I think about all the situations, but that leads me up to 20, 25 decks. <laughs> so I need to, I need to let go. Yeah. Let it and go. I, and again, let like, it go. Because remember when we were kids, like, and we just did 60 card casual, I always had 15 decks with me. Yeah. And I know you and Jake would always be like... <laughs> Cuts or Jake, I know Jake specifically said like you need to cut like half of these decks and then put those good cards into, into the, your the, other yeah. decks to make them more powerful. And I was like, nah, I just want to make decks, <laughs> and that's why I've, we've joked. But I made like a flanking deck; it was awful. Um, <laughs> you should play that more. No, nah, I don't. It's gone. It is <laughs> damn. After after it was awful, I was like, mm, no more, no more of this. <laughs> you know what's funny is I thought we were gonna run really short with this, and we were gonna have to get some more. We're almost more. up to our hour mark. So we oh, should probably boy. move into our specs. Okay. We, Is there anything we else you wanted to add into uh, that before we move on to the spec stuff? Because you yeah. didn't want to finish off early. So there was something else that you didn't want to move to or otherwise we can move. I think specs. that's, I think that's about it. Okay. We can go to Smith specs. All right. Smith specs of the week. Woo. <laughs> so uh i'll start off um this one's actually recent uh, as of dominaria recent we have Oath of Tefiri. The only reason I came across this card, like, well, we both thought this card was really good when we were doing yeah, the spoiler stuff. Yeah, I thought it was really stuff. cool. Uh, but I went to go put it in my commander deck or my uh, Atraxa deck, and I noticed I had on my one of my sideboard cut cards was the, what is it, Veil of, what was that Chain one? Chain Veil. Chain Veil. And Chain Veil is, it's a similar card. It's a four, four casting cost artifact. When it comes into play, you may tap four and tap it at any point, and you can do um, your planeswalkers can do a second ability that turn. Um, but then, if you don't use their planeswalker ability that turn, you lose two life. Is the gist of that card? Oath of Tefiri does the same thing. It's three, a white and a blue, and it's a legendary enchantment. When it comes into play, you remove one of your permanents from the game it comes back to play at the end of your turn but then all your planeswalkers can use their abilities two times each turn there's no tapping involved yeah it just seems ridiculous so my thought is yeah this card is brand new but 
the veil is over a $20 foil right now. And this is sitting at $4. You could probably pick up this for $4 for the foil of Oath of Tefiri. Now, the difference is the veil is uh, mythic. Well, this is a rare, but the drop from the veil, actually, I should say it used to be a $20 card. I think you can probably drop $5 once uh, Dominaria came out. And I solely am pointing this out to because of Ulta Tefiri. I think the culprit of why that dropped, even the regulars dropped a couple bucks from what they used to that, be. That could be very well. I can understand that. Um, one one part, I, I just thought about it here, but I know that the chain fail goes, uh, it goes infinite with the uh, the commander Tefiri. Okay. Because that Cause untaps can... for permanence and then you can just untap kind of redo it again. It. And yeah. do it again. Um, that makes sense, but I th- you see a drop as soon as Dominaria came out. Yeah, and it, and it is and because it, you don't only need the chain veil. Now you yeah. have both the Teferi, and you can replace it or do whatever you need. So I'm more focused on going after the foils on this one. You could probably get the regulars later. I think it's still going to drop down, but the foils I don't think is going to go too much lower. And if the veil's up to twenty bucks, I think this could easily get up to 20 eventually this one isn't like go out there and buy it right now but i i think it's a future yeah i I think it's something that you can definitely go and buy and it'll be worth it needless to say this made the cut in my atraxa deck the veil got cut and actually is in back in a binder because i don't want (laughs) i mean i had it already cut before i had this but it was on my board trying to decide where i needed to put it back in well and the blinking effect is not irrelevant either yeah so Lowry's phone's going off of your... It wasn't his vibrator. Nope, we're fine. <laughs> we got the kids. All right, so, Lowry, your pick of the week. Uh, so, uh, one card uh, is Cathar's Crusade, and I'm suggesting the uh, foil for it. Um, so, you're looking it's, it's, at the uh, Avison Restored, restored version? Foil. Yeah, there isn't another foil, foil version. Yep. Uh, but it was reprinted, but Three the card times. is... Three total uh, times. Yeah, it's been reprinted in the Commander product because it's crazy it's so in good. Commander. So right now it's sitting around $11, $12 at the foil version. But it, it doesn't look that powerful, really, unless you play with it in Commander. And the thing is freaking bonkers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, uh, I'll say I hate playing with it and against it because it's time-consuming. Yeah, um, but it's really like, powerful. Casting the creature and putting the counters on and all that. Yeah, stuff. and then you yeah. go one, 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 one. Yeah. Cast another creature. One, 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 yeah. one. Token comes into play. One, one, one. It's it's time consuming. So, um, but it's a really good card. Yeah. So I I would suggest at least go out and make sure you have one. Core cards for white. Probably <laughs> we haven't been there. Yeah, it probably will. That's be like in a there. year away. Yeah. Uh, so then my next pick is Torment of Hailfire. Uh, this is from Hour of Dev- Devastation, and I'm focused on the foils of these bad boys. Uh, it isn't used a ton yet in EDH uh, decks, but this can be freaking a game winner. It's really good. I've had it. I've It's killed me. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. And it, if you don't know what it does, it's two, two black and an X. Um, you pay X, and... You repeat this process. Either each player loses three life unless they sacrifice a permanent or discard a card from their hand. So if you can get that X up to six, seven, it's pretty bonkers. It's really good. Oh, yeah. oh, so, by the way, I'm focused on the foils of these. That's opponents, though, not every player. Yeah. So, 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. you. It's all opponents. Sorry, did I say every player? I think you just said players. Okay, yeah. So it's it's opponents. I'm more focused on the because the regulars right now are around four bucks, and the foils are at about seven bucks. So you're looking at a three dollar difference. Uh, yeah. I could see this going in a lot of black decks. As yeah, a game I think winner. it's a really good card. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Larry, your next card. Uh, the next one that I'm going to talk about is. Uh, maze of ith from the dark specifically can i guess why you picked this one uh i'm sure you could uh because the art kind uh, of yeah well, it's well the, the best art, art is very cool yeah so it's been reprinted a, a, a couple times in eternal masters and then they have a judge promo yeah because you can get the other the ones except for the judge promo you can get the foils for under 20 and this is at 20 but the art in this is the art is crazy. way cooler, but just like it's a little bit like uh, the older cards, even Nostalgic. if they're used and uh, or reprinted, the older versions have been going up. So yeah. like uh, Ball Lightning from the Dark is like 60, 70 bucks right now. Where you can get Ball Lightning for and like $3. And, I, and it's cheaper it's than that. Because yeah, I think I got my foil Ball Lightning too. for like a dollar. <laughs> like yeah, it's been reprinted so many times, but the older version of it is. Uh, just much more expensive. And it's and, the only art of that. Yeah, like, and Maze of Ith hasn't really gone up in a long time. No, and I, I can see it starting to go up. Well, the dark is being targeted a the, lot. That, you know, the whole reserve list thing, it's starting to spread to just a lot of cards. Yeah. It's not even re- reserve list cards. Um, and there's just spiking, getting into, you know, I, I think that's going to be a new segment that we're kind of working on. And it'll, yeah. it'll fit in whenever... Whenever we, we get a chance yeah. to fit, <laughs> it um, was it actually was going to be in this episode, but we had to make the little cut because of all the news that came out today. So yeah. I wanted to get that in there, uh, but we will. That's a good point. We are going to be doing a segment like that. So yeah. the dark is a good one to start off with. But yeah, I like that card. The the and his bonkers and commander as yeah. well. It's really good. Yeah, uh, like that pick. I need to actually. I have my maze of Ith, but I have the I think the yeah, modern right. masters one. I got to sign the dark version. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good for you. I'm okay bragging. <laughs> so my next pick is Seasons Past. Um, it shadows over Innistrad. So I'm actually – so this is going to be weird because I normally say go for the foil. Well, I think the missing the boat on the foil. The, I actually had this on my list to go after the foil a couple months ago. And since Dominaria came out, it jumped from $5 to over 20 So I think we're – past that on uh, the foils but the regulars haven't really moved much and this is used quite a bit what it does it's two green and four colorless return any number of cards with different convert a monocost from your graveyard to your hand and that's just it's kind of crazy in commander because you're gonna have a lot of crap in your graveyard yeah it's a lot of card advantage so i i'm not saying this is gonna get up to 20 or anything but this is a buck right now and i bet you we're gonna get over five six seven eight bucks in the next couple of years so, I mean, pick up a couple of these, but the foils, unless we get a drop down of them, they, they're, yeah, I think they're it's, gone. Uh, <laughs> like, damn it, why didn't I pick up that? I think it's it's peaked a bit for the foil. Um, yeah. But like you said, I can see it getting up to 7 or $8 as a regular. Yeah. Uh, and that, that'd be worth the buy right there. Yeah. Uh, and then, Larry, your last one. Uh, the last one is Galta Primal Hunger. Which I like this one that you and point this specifically, out. Specifically, the full art promo that which is a foil 
Um, that's sitting right around seven dollars right now. Yeah. Um, and it's gorgeous. I picked up. I bought two of them. I bought. And Larry mentioned it uh, when to it was me. six. It's yeah, gone up a little bit week. recently. Yeah, I bought it for. I think mine were seven fifty. Or maybe did I say it was seven fifty or I, I said know. seven? I don't, I don't know. I don't pay attention to what you say. <laughs> so yeah, I picked up six of those, but I like it a lot. And it's, and what it does is a twelve twelve trampler, and its mana cost goes down for each point of power on your side of the battlefield. So like if you have five points of power, uh, it would normally cost twelve, but after that it costs seven. And if you have ten total power on your side. Uh, it's it costs two green to get a two or twelve twelve trampler. Yeah, and it's, I would, and I think one of the big reasons with this too is this over the last week or so, um, it's being used in a lot of the standard decks. Yeah. And so the price for the regular one has jumped up a couple bucks. Uh, actually, it's yeah, the regular sitting at seven. Yeah. The full art f- promo foil is that is sitting about like seven fifty eight bucks. So I mean, you're looking at a dollar more, and you're looking at full art that looks sweeter than all the other yeah, art yeah. here I, so. so i highly suggest going and just getting that because i don't think that's going to dip after rotation the other two i would say is going to dip after rotation yeah. but, but even art, even that i think that might make it spike here soon and when it spikes i would sell all your copies except for whatever place that you want whatever you're whatever. playing yeah. yeah so yeah i like that one that's why i jumped on board <laughs> so yeah i think that wraps up our oh, Smith specs of the week and actually our podcast we are right around that hour mark a little over an hour a little over an hour good job Larry good job Larry (laughs) so that wraps up episode number 14 14. Uh, catch us on Twitter catch us on Twitter (laughs) are you trying to give an echo no I'm not trying to give (laughs) an echo (laughs) you can catch us at Twitter at Commander Smith like I said uh, Tyson gave us the first shout out song and, and then adam will, will respond probably uh, to you it's a mainly do it when it's my week to do it and then i will do that song that's probably accurate yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and then uh you can also email us at commandersmiths at gmail.com and like i said you can do the song request there as well yeah. um just put the name of who you want to sing it you might like lowry's baritone voice, voice singing it or smoothly putting it to sleep. voice my Mickey no. Mouse. If you want me to do Mickey Mouse singing it, <laughs> I could definitely do that. I might you, have to do you that. You should do the Mickey Mouse theme song. M I K C M I C K E Y Commander Smith. No, then I just sound like the old guy from Family Guy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you would. Hey there, hey there, muscly arm. All right. And then you can also follow us on or subscribe to us on YouTube. Just Commander Smiths. Uh, I think that should do it for this week. Thanks for listening. All right. We'll catch you uh, next week. Maybe. No, probably. Yeah. All right. Bye. Commander. Are you listening to Millie Vanilli now? Commander Smith. I've just had it stuck in my head for like eight weeks.